Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Good morning, hey. Steve. Donna! Hey, man. Who's my booba bear on a Wednesday? Brother Rob, filling in again. Brother Rob, thank you for being here, pulling yet another uh, double duty. It's a welfare check. How are you? (laughs) It's good to be here. (laughs) Doing all right. Now, Rob, did you do the morning show as well, produce? Oh, yeah. I've been here since about 4th to 15. Oh. What's that like? Remind me. I haven't filled in. It's been years since I filled in on the morning show, and and I would never get in at 4.15 if that was the case. What is the building like (laughs) at 4.15 in the morning? It's pretty quiet. Not a lot of activity. Okay. Got the whole place to myself, just about. Yeah. What do you do? Do you do you take liberties with having the whole place to yourself? Do you? Uh, do take you... a walk down the hall, which yeah. is about the length of a city block. Yeah, it's <laughs> very long. You know, Rob, well, what's they're... the thing there? We have these very long halls in Hubbard Broadcasting. Very, very long. So the the why that's awkward is. People don't like crossing each other in any hall anyway. They don't want to do the chit-chat. They're like, when are we looking at each other? And if you look at each other far down the hall, you have to maintain eye contact. And in these long halls, it's awkward on steroids. Yeah, and, you know, get the mask thing going on and the social distance thing well, going on. I don't know if you guys notice this, but there is one person that we work with. Mm. And whenever we walk, whenever you're about to cross paths she turns and faces the wall like she's in the blair witch project <laughs> listen donna some people it's sharon okay donna sharon. some listen what? sharon just wants to be safe she's just taking every necessary precaution abundance of caution i'm like i'm wearing a mask you're wearing a mask i'm they not could... going to come up to you and like cough in your face you know any chance it could just be her feelings toward you donna Oh, I think I, I think I saw her do that pre-pandemic. <laughs> Back when life was good last summer, Donna came and then she just like plastered herself to the wall. Donna's just finally noticing, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. exactly right. Probably, you're right. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I do remember early in the pandemic, gosh, what a bizarre, what a bizarre time this is. But I remember very Stop early, it was March, and we were walking to the cafeteria after the show, and... uh and I'm walking there with Ryan. We go. We get to a corner, and there, I kid you not, is a woman who, imagine someone almost putting their hands on one corner and then pulling their head around to see if anyone is around the corner. And I thought, <laughs> is this, is this what we're doing now? Are you looking as though like you're trying to rob a bank and you're looking to see is the coast clear? I no, thought, I think what is it crazy. is. <laughs> I think what it is is there's a lot of collisions. So it's a blind, you know, it's a blind spot. Yeah, we're going to need our um, our facilities guy, Tom Raycamp. He's got to put up some of those mirrors for, mirrors. like, blind turns. <laughs> totally. Oh, Lord. What is going on? What is I going know. on this, here? I don't know. The struggle is real these days. It's it's a very stressful time. Just, just we got you this. You just chill out. Hey, why don't you, you chill, chill out, out and stop trying to get me to tell you what the surprise present that I have for you is? Okay, so... 
I don't understand why you're giving me a present, but it's great because my birthday's coming up in nine days. Thank you for asking. Oh, oh maybe I should just hold off till then. Oh, you can. That's what I should I... do. I ah. mean, I haven't seen you. It's been, what, months? Well, um, months? The, last, the last time that I was in the building for Twin Cities Live was June 20... Uh, it was June 23rd. That would have been the last time that I would have had a chance of seeing you. No, I've been back in the building. I'm doing Twin Cities Live in the studio now. Um, but I had been doing radio five days a week from home for, I think, a couple of weeks before that. I probably haven't seen you since early June. Yes, it's been pretty I know. refresh. Or what would you, how would you describe Rude. it? How would you describe it? We'll do the As, same word. You know, a little lonely. Oh, T-Bone. I know. Well, this is, listen, I got you the present. For those who don't know... I had a uh, uh, someone reached out to me on Instagram and sent me uh, a DM and said, "Hey, this reminded me of you and Donna," and then sent me a picture of something. And then, in reality, it really just reminded her, I think, more of Donna than of me. And I was like, "That's great." And then I looked looked it up. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. And then I I <laughs> was like, "Oh, great." So I bought it for Donna. I reached out to the person on Instagram and I said, hey, this is, this is, I'm not going to try to make this like, hey, I was thinking of you and thought this would be great. I will give you credit. I do have to look up that person's name. Um, but anyway, Instagram user, you know who you are. So Instagram user prompted me to do this. And then I was like, oh, great. So I got well, I it. And I think like... it's in the mailbox. I haven't even opened the box yet. Oh, okay. Well, I think you kind of owe it to our listeners to maybe post a picture of it. How can we do a safe drop? You know what I should do? You know what I should do? I'll meet you halfway. I should mail it to you. I thought of that. That was the first thing I thought of. But and then I you... You don't know how to go to the post office. There aren't... Are there still brick and mortar post offices? <laughs> Donna's like... Uh, she's the one who gets her undies in a bunch when the stamp prices go up. And she gets Rude. on the forums. And it's like, can you believe? That's why I loaded up on forever stamps. That's what my mom always says. <laughs> She's like, anytime. She always loves, if, if, if the price of stamps go up, anyone like my mother who owns Forever Stamps, they make it their point in life that day to let you know, well, it didn't affect me. I got Forever Stamps. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a penny. It's a penny or two pennies. Nate Bergazzi oh, does a great bit on stamp people. He says, you know, you, have to, you only find out how much stamps cost from old people. This is Nate Bergazzi. Don't sue me here. But he said, and then when the price of stamps go up, they are so upset at it, and you think like, what are they? Are they a hundred dollars now per stamp? And no, it's thirty-eight cents. Okay. Oh From no, 36. I think it's forty-two. I think it's oh. forty-two cents. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, no, it was only thirty-two. Well, you're not a kid anymore. Why would Donna. you think it was only like what? Who's the ageist now? Wow, there goes my childhood, everybody. <laughs> no. Unbelievable. Can somebody look up the price of? It's stamps? fifty-five cents. No. <laughs> If oh, you I can't a forever this stamp, uh, and they've gone up how many times since they first uh, introduced uh, the forever a stamp? A lot, a lot. Oh yeah, and, but, and if listen, a pack of cigs is probably fifteen bucks now. When you could have gotten a whole carton for five dollars back in the day. <laughs> okay, kids, uh, if you're going to take any of Aunt Donna's <laughs> advice this morning, just load up on forever stamps, not Marlboro Reds. <laughs> Donna. Uh, by the way, speaking of things that you have bought, our Facebook question today has to do with that. What's the most useless thing? 
you've ever purchased. We've tried to do a question of some iteration like this on a, a Twin Cities Live the last couple of days. Haven't gotten to it on the show, and I thought, well, let's just twist it up a little bit and go in this direction. The oh, most great. You're giving us your purchase. leftovers. No, inspired oh, by radio gets TV leftovers. Donna, <laughs> actually, the Facebook or the question we asked on uh, our Facebook page on Twin Cities Live a few days ago: what's what's something you have purchased but never used? Like it's still in the box. Oh, I have, that's I have, good. I've got something. I have pairs of pants up here. But that's not our Facebook question today, Donna. Because why? It's like sister wives. I've got multiple of you. And I have to try to keep <laughs> both sides happy. And God knows you're always complaining. Respectfully. I gotta go. What's the most useless thing you've ever purchased? That's our Facebook question today. Uh, when we return, speaking of people who really get caught up in stamps and their prices, I've got an interesting fact about pigeons. Because, you know, those are probably pigeon people, right? Sitting on the bench. Anybody passes by on rollerblades and they're like, did you hear the price of stamps? Do you know what our demographic is? Is it stamp collectors? (laughs) If so, I'm just going to tell you that And bird bird watchers. (laughs) And bird watchers. I love bird watching. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you what I did last night, too, regarding watching the sky. We'll get into that. Fun pigeon fact. When we return, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, Donna. Sorry. Donna, why? Steve, don't be I'm just going to have Rob hit this button right now. Okay. It's the extended cut, Donna. Don't hate on it. It's throwback. It's extended. Okay? It's the I think it's cut. the original song. It is. That's, <laughs> okay. that's how we used to do it. That's how we used to do it. Okay. Now this about pigeons. Donna, listen up. Okay. Pigeons have an incredible ability to remember human faces. Oh, In fact, they sweet. say that if you chase or, or feed a pigeon even one time, it will remember you in the future. So whether you've done it ill or well, it's going to remember you. You know who else does? Who? Horses. Horses? Horses. Yeah, I think uh, that's true. Because there, remember we had a story a couple of years ago about an actor who worked on a film with this horse and then saw the horse like five years later, maybe seven and the horse remembered him. Wow. Look it up, yeah? And by the and, way, pigeons mate for life. Isn't that beautiful? Do they really? How yeah. does, you know, listen. I'm, listen, I you know, know things. Okay. You know that I always have a little bit of a little bit of um, suspicion on animal studies, on things that we claim to know about animals. So let me just say this. You got pigeons. Let's imagine, I don't know, Central Park. Okay. Let's imagine the scene in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, when the lady on the bench <clears throat> has all the pigeons around her and feeds them a lot. You're telling me that there's one pigeon in there that's like, Joan, and knows the <laughs> other pigeon? I don't know. Yeah. They look yes, pretty no, alike, Steve. Donna. I know, but so do penguins, and they, they're lifers, too. Well, no. Didn't you tell me they're not lifers? I had this beautiful oh. story about March of the Penguins, and then you were like, yeah, they're like philandering, adulterous. Yeah, they are. You're right. However, 
they know the one that's got the egg, right? They know the one that's preggers. I know. I listen, And there's millions of them. I don't know. Sometimes I believe things, sometimes I don't. I'm just saying, yeah, I'll say it. All pigeons look alike. What? I'll see you in court. Oh, this might man. be surprising to you. Will you find it valuable? Likely no. The first time that a computer successfully ran a piece of software was in what year? Guess, Donna. 1971. 1948. A computer in England ran a program that was basically just a calculator, but still it was a computer running a program. In 48, before leave it to Beaver. Something, huh? That is something. I mean, I think this has been in in the works for a very long time. What clearly. computers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Remember you're right. how big they were? Well, you didn't work in radio, no, but oh yeah. my gosh, the size of like. Well, go and take a look in one of the rooms down the hall from. Well, you're not at work, but um, the room it's down just the hall amazing. is like my toilet. Okay, not that hall. Anyway, never mind. I'll take a picture sometime and show it to everybody. I think so far this is going moderately well. (laughs) I have a fact about Nokia. Everybody knows Nokia, right? What does Nokia make? Phones. Phones. Maybe they do some stuff with cameras. Well, when Nokia was founded in Finland in 1865, it made toilet paper and other paper products and they didn't actually get into communications until 100 years later wow they did toilet paper for the first century and we're like you know what should we switch does anyone think what are you thinking soap should we do soap i'm thinking communications you gotta branch out i'm gonna ask you to i want you to overreact to this next fact that i have to compensate for what i would describe emotionally as underreactions to this point okay okay you understand the rules now i understand in 1990 crayola's senior crayon maker retired after 37 years and revealed he was actually colorblind shut your face i know right (laughs) And I read, wow, that's that's interesting. How does that work? I don't know. No, color blindness is kind of weird. I have a friend who's colorblind. Really? I should talk to him about that. We should interview a colorblind person. If you're colorblind, will you call us? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thank Can, you. Yeah, I guess. They, they wouldn't have any problem dialing in. I don't it's, know. it's just certain colors, right? Like, well, when you're a kid and you hear colorblind, what 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 I first thought was, oh my gosh, that means that you see in black and white. You you know what they you know what they say? Yeah, that's what they course. say. They say dogs are colorblind. How in, yeah. the, in the heck do we know that? All right, Steve. With how the do animals, we know it? I don't know how we know, but sometimes you have to just take a leap of faith and believe. By the way, regarding animals, coming up at eleven thirty, I've got a study that you're not going to like about dogs. 
So you just buckle your chin strap. How dare you? 11.15. 11.15, we'll do a study. And it's not going to be okay. a good one, but listen, I have to deliver the news as it comes to me. You know what I mean? Deep tease. <laughs> For bad dog news. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger got paid $75,000 for his role in Terminator. Well, then he was overpaid. Donna! <laughs> 75000 he got for Terminator. For Terminator 2, seven years later, he got a pay raise to $15 million. Wow. And now, since we have a little, about a minute, Donna will spell Schwarzenegger. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Uh, let's go with an S C H A W S C H W A Schwartz. So S C H W A R Z E N E G G E R. Wow, Donna! Yeah, you got it right. I didn't, even, I didn't even ask for the country of country origin. Country of origin, which would be a wow, wow, wow. Austria. We're we're really proud of you, Donna. Looks like somebody's going to be updating her LinkedIn this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll ask me to endorse your new skill. Boy, LinkedIn, what a racket. I have a profile, but I never I don't I must have created it, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. We only ever I've, use it when we're out of work. Correct. I don't so. even use it then. I just start <laughs> networking yeah texting friends come on man totally hey when we come back we're gonna find out if steve actually ever finished the peanut butter falcon Hmm. as assigned and i'll tell you about a documentary that i watched that i really enjoyed and recommend coming up next and now we find out whether or not steve patterson completed his assignment of watching a very a uh, simple movie, very uh, not long length, app- length appropriate. Length appropriate. Called the Peanut Butter Falcon. I did you finish it? Did not finish it, but but teacher, hang on, please, before you issue me a, a demerit. I uh, am looking forward to finishing it in due time. That I can tell you for sure. It's okay. going to be great when I finish it. What are you doing? What, why are you so busy? <laughs> what's what's taking up your time? Uh, let, let's see. Last night, I got home. I made dinner. My wife took the kids school shopping. I then uh, Perfect Dev woke opportunity. Up. Dev woke up. Now I'm playing with Dev, having a good time. By the way, a tutorial video, which will be on our Facebook page, How to Talk to a Baby. Um, I teach people how to talk to a baby and then the kids came home. They showed me all of their school stuff and then they wanted to put a show on before they went to bed. I mean, that you asked, right? What'd you think? I was sitting there just taking in the view. Okay. By the way, um, Shia LaBeouf, who is in the peanut butter, that's hard word to say, peanut butter Falcon, uh, and does a great job. If you would like to see him get his COVID test. Oh. It's very lovely. I linked it up on the Donna and Steve whoa, show page. Whoa, whoa, wait. talk1071.com. Why are you linking that up? What do you mean it's lovely? They 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 put something up your like nose. A, I know. It, that's not lovely. It's just the way he treats people is very sweet. Hmm. He'd be an interesting it's, guy to, to have lunch with. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I bet he strikes me as an interesting conversationalist. I wonder, my fear would be, 
we might go off the deep end and find ourselves in some choppy, choppy waters at some point. Yeah, he seems like he's real heady, you know? Yes, yes. Like one of those people who just, you know, had a lot of um, psychoanalysis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just likes to go deep. Which can be good. I don't mind that. It can be good. It can be good. In appropriate doses. Right. Could he just shoot the breeze with you, though? That's the question. I think he could. You should watch that video. It's it's very sweet. I, you know, I do have, I've gotten a COVID test. I don't, and I watched a video of someone get a COVID test before I got a COVID test, just to like go eyes wide open. What am I getting myself into here? I do not like watching someone get something put up their nose. It's not as, in the feeling, the actual process of getting a test is not as bad as it looks. But watching the video and something go in someone's nose, it gives me the eebie-jeebies. Because it goes pretty far up, right? Uh, It does. It goes up. uh, And a great way to describe it is that it feels like it's the same sensation as when you get water up your nose, like when you're in a pool. And you know that like kind of burning sensation? Yep. That's what it okay. that's what it feels like. But good it goes, yeah, know. about to your brain. Just about to your brain. Okay, good to know. Yes. And you get to pick which side you want done, right? I did, was not given that choice. Oh, well, that's because you're not Shia LaBeouf. They said, what nostril do you want? Yes. Must be nice to be a celebrity <laughs> and get COVID tested. They just picked any nostril they wanted. Uh, they did. Oh, that's too bad. I'm going to go uh, right if I have to do it. Oh, really? Why the right? (laughs) Just because you're right-hand dominant? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, we digress. Steve did not do his assignment. You're in timeout. Well done. Uh. I did, a few days ago, I watched a documentary on Jane Fonda called Jane Fonda in Five Acts. Hmm. And um, it was very enjoyable, I have to say. Um, Do you know a lot about Jane Fonda? You know, I know workout videos of Jane Fonda. I mm-hmm. know on Golden Pond uh, that she was in with her father, her late father. Yes. And I know, um, oh, she was in the newsroom. Great in the newsroom. Oh, yeah. And she's an activist now. She got arrested. How many times did she get arrested last year? Remember I she got? Know, but she would get arrested at the, like, cap, uh, at the Capitol building? She's been an activist since the 60s. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> she um so anyway this i found out a lot about her that i didn't know i didn't know she had well i don't want to give anything away i didn't know certain things about her family it kind of takes a deeper and this is on hbo by the way i watched it on hbo max and it kind of takes a deeper look at who she was it's more about the woman than the movie actress and her family her marriages her kids why she basically is the way she is that's more interesting um, anyway Right. I think so, too. And it was like how much of her life was about pleasing, uh, controlling men, her lack of confidence, if you can believe that. It's hard Um, to believe. She strikes me as very confident now. Me, too. She would scare me. Me If I was in a room with Jane Fonda, I'd be afraid, I think. I would, too. But I but it's she's not like that. Um, Anyway, it gets to her workout videos. There's stuff about that that totally surprised me. Um, It's still, I think, the best-selling video of all time. No way. I think so. You want to googs while I'm... uh... Yeah, I will.
Okay, so if you are a Jane Fonda fan or if you want to know more about her, I really do recommend this. Um, There are chats with Robert Redford. I think all of her ex-husbands, including Ted Turner, who she visits during the documentary. That was really interesting. I just I thought it was a well-told story. Very simple, chronological, um, just very interesting. I just very much enjoyed it and found it to be very captivating. Most popular workout video of all time she sold 17 million copies of it and what's interesting about it is all the proceeds went to towards her activism towards the organizations that she supported and her husband who i believe was a director at the time it was kind of a hard pill to swallow for him because you know, he's making these creative movies, and here she is just going, I know what I could do, make a workout video. And then, boom, it just off the charts. Wow, Very did interesting. You, did you ever do any of her workout videos? No, I never I, did. I was just looking at a little write-up about it, too, and someone said that they, they recently tested it. And the person wrote, it's, st- it's still like the best exercise video that they've ever done. It's just a really wow. quality exercise full body you know i think it's you know you're getting i don't know if she's got weights in there or or if it's all aerobics but i I, see her with no weights just like a yoga mat kind of a situation and uh there's a yeah you can look up the trailer on youtube you know what she i i think was popular for that that butt lift thing so imagine you're on all fours okay yep and then you take your knee out to the side and lifting yep. like your whole leg up to the side, and it's working the outside of the butt. Yep. My mom got a thigh master at one point. I had one too. Did you? Well, it yeah, because it really just mimics that machine at the gym. Yes. The um, hip abductor or the adductor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know oh, you're I talking about. That. Oh, it's my favorite. I can't wait to get back to the gym. I see. You really I, enjoy that machine. I really do. Here's what I, a meathead, I know you feel uncomfortable. Right? It it feels yeah it feels, it feels suggestive. It does. It well, feels like there should be like a a male one of like it would be like a male if there was like a pelvic thrust machine of like and this is good for your hips and your hip flexor, and you're just like there by yourself but with other people around but just on this machine doing a motion. See, and I think the wider the the spread, the better. Okay. Because it just feels like it's getting that muscle. You know, on your, forget it. I would like I to get professionally stretched would be nice. That kind of, it's almost really like a great. stretch. When, you know, that, that machine is yeah. kind of like that. Here's That's what a meathead I was in, uh, in high school. <laughs> I, oh, you don't have to tell me. There was a, there was a neck machine. So you yep. would rest your head and then you're mm-hmm. like putting your ear down to your shoulder and you could yep. add weight to it. And I was like, I want to have a strong neck. I mean, what a protein shake swallowing dweeb I was. What I was did I that, thinking? I did that neck exercise too. Really? Yeah, just to tighten oh, my sure. neck. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a pad on your left and on your right, and then yeah. you put the weights on it, and it's heavy for you to push your head down to the left. It's like, ow, 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 ow. You know, I have an idea. The other side. I okay. think when, when this whole thing is beyond us, and life is normal again, We get you, we get me, we get a camera, we go and work out together. 
we put it on our Facebook page? I don't know. Let's I, do it. That feels very private. No, no, <laughs> no. You're not going to be doing the abductor machine. We'll just be doing some bench press, some curls, maybe some calf raises. We'll do some yeah, planks. I, I prefer to do that without you. So we'll definitely do it together. <laughs> once the, That's right, how we'll celebrate right. COVID being done. Okay, that sounds great. All right. You convinced me. <laughs> Rob, do you want to come? Throw some iron around? Um, I'm sorry I was working on the next segment. It's okay. Oh, okay. It was a But I'll be ready for that's, it. That's that's how he didn't want he didn't want to work out with us, so he's not gonna go to the gym with us, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's producing, man. So you gotta produce. You gotta produce. Uh Scorsese coming to Apple TV if you're a big fan. Don't forget about that, right? Yes, he's gonna be and he's, his next project involves Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. It's like, does how many people does Martin Scorsese not know in Hollywood? Like, does he know? There are other actors, but he's found his people. He's kind of like Ryan Murphy, and he's like, all right, Sarah Paulson's going to be in everything. Scorsese yeah. just says, it's going to be Leo or De Niro. I'm getting one of them. Willie, uh, Willie. Willie. <laughs> said Willie Allen. Willie Woody, Allen. <laughs> Woody yeah. Allen is the same way. He uses the same cast of characters a lot, too. Yeah. I, know, I guess if you find a formula that works, I why not stick Adam with Adam Sandler does the same thing. Steve Buscemi yes, is, in, uh, is in just about everything. David Jennifer Spade, Aniston, Kevin yep, James. Yep. Okay. I hear you. By the way, I watched a couple of movies. Um, I've watched a lot of TV. I get so much to tell you. Coming up at eleven o'clock, I watched a couple of. Uh, I watched that Palm Springs movie. Oh with yeah, Andy Samberg. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, also watched a movie with um, Kamel <laughs> Nanjiani oh. uh, called The Lovebirds. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff out there if you find yourself you know stuck at home. So check it out. Yeah, right. that's coming up at right. eleven o'clock. Meanwhile, are you gonna blow a little steam after the break, Donna? Well, I'm not, but someone else is. I'm gonna tell you why this famous guitarist ripped an ear bleeding solo at 7 a.m. in his neighborhood. You might be able to relate. If you see something, say something. Coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson. Brother Rob hey. filling in for Don McLean, who's got a few days off. Hello. And uh, we have got this for you now. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. Hmm. Except There's largely different. Except, yeah, completely different, but, but exactly the same. Occasionally we get a little glimmer and it's like, see, we get you, you get us. Yes, you're like us. Okay, so the guitarist for Toto, his name is Steve uh, Lukather. Hmm. Lukather? Lukather? Catheter. Um, he had some neighbors who were using leaf blowers at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. And so he decided to do a little guitar solo in his jammies. Oh, I posted this video for everybody at mytalk1071.com on the Donna and Steve Show links page. And uh, here's what that sounded like, 7 a.m. Oh, <laughs> oh no. 
He's in his backyard. His wife, I think, is probably mortified. Recording, recording him. Oh, oh. <laughs> or a friend. Wait for it. Wait till the very end. It's great. He's mad. He's very good. Yeah, he's good. He is good. Here we go. <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother level of uh, of upset. Yeah. I mean, how early? I'm not going to lie. Um, it's real dark here right now, by the way. It's probably about to storm. I yeah. didn't know it was going to. I almost went out and mowed my lawn, part wow. of it anyway, this morning. And I'm like, is it too early? And then I came across this story and I was like, oh, maybe it is too early. It was well, only like eight. Here's what I just read is uh, it's a bad time to cut your grass. A really bad time is anytime between 6 and 8 a.m. Because your, of course, your neighbors aren't going to appreciate it. Like the guy from Toto didn't appreciate it. But also it's really bad for your grass because there's still dew on your grass, which means yes. that your lawnmower is going to rip it more as opposed yeah. to doing a clean slice that'll bruise your grass and it'll be longer a longer healing time for your oh. grass. Oh, that's good to know. Well, listen, uh, I Donna. like that you're taking it from that angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering how early is too early. From a noise perspective. From a neighbor perspective. perspective. Like, that doesn't bother me. I feel like that kind of noise is kind of soothing. Yeah. The guitar you know, solo, not sleeping? as much. But yeah, I agree. Like a lawnmower, <laughs> it's not the worst. I think, you know, I think 8 a.m. feels good. I will say, though, in, in our neighborhood where we are, my guess is under normal circumstances, 8 a.m., some people might even push for, for 9 a.m. Um, but right now, if there's any work that's being done in the neighborhood, usually it would start at like 7 a.m. And I don't think anyone really cares because they just want it all to get done. So if landscapers come, they just want your, it's like, listen, start early so that we don't have to look at that mess of dirt and weeds anymore. You're finishing the roof on that one. Great. Hammer away. Let's just get it done. But that's we're in a unique situation in like a new construction neighborhood, whereas a normal day, what about about 9 a.m. on the weekends? I think 9 a.m. is a good cutoff. I think 9 is fair, even 8.45. I think you have to take into consideration the fact that there might be people who work the graveyard shift, you know, and that's, but I guess that's in the afternoon. You'd yeah, be what can you do? We, we cannot operate our yeah, we life can't around, accommodate everybody. around crazy people like, like Brother Rob, who's just getting in at 4 a.m. It's we, we can't. We just, we just have to. <laughs> he's the minority there, and we just have to, we have to keep moving. But I think 9 a.m. on the weekend is a good cutoff. Like, we won't have our kids even go outside before 9 a.m. on the weekend because you just don't want them hollering and stuff like that. It's like, just stay in for a little while. You'll have all it, day to go out. It is very funny how people live different lifestyles. Like, I, once I'm in the house at like 4, 5, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to go out again. And that's when I hear like all the neighbors out and about and the kids playing because yeah. they're normal people. Right. You know, and they'll be like, we never see you. Do you hate us? And I'm like, I've been here the whole time. I'm just, I go in at four. You come out at four. It's just not my thing, you know? The evening hang is the best hang, though, because then it's like it's a little bit cooler, you know? You've accomplished things during the day. You're missing out on a good social a, a good social time. Yeah, been there, done that. Done, uh, uh, You need the fresh air. When do you get outside? 
I go what about like when around. you get home, do you go outside and take a walk or something? Yes. Yeah. Two-ish, okay. three-ish, 2.30. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to, you know, the dog park. Let me ask you this. Or just walk around the lake. Let's say it's a Saturday, okay? Okay. Saturday. Your favorite time to take a walk, a 30-minute walk, is first thing in the morning or last thing you do at night? Meaning first like thing still. in the morning. Yes, right? First thing. Always the first thing. Yes, get it out of the way. Enjoy it. It's, it's quiet. It's so peaceful. Oh, the it birds is, are singing. It's just a really, it's it's like you sense a neighborhood waking up. I just find it to be so nice. Me too. I like the quiet. I don't want the hustle and bustle. I don't want to run into Merv. You know, I just... Merv. I just, Mervery. Merv. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and there's no expectation of talking in the morning. You know, like if you yes. pass someone on a walk in the evening, you stop, you chat, how was your day, blah, blah, blah. In the morning, though, it's great. And if you wear uh, AirPods, like I, I've taken a little just l- low music with me on the walk. I love anything with music. Anything set to music makes your life feel like a movie, and I love that. I love it, I love it, I love it. I even did that on a walk with my um, little daughter and, uh, and Dev where I just had like movie soundtracks, peaceful movie soundtracks playing very low in my ears so that she and I could still talk, but it was almost oh. like our conversation was set to music. Oh, that's cute, Steve. And everything's going great. Everything's going great. She's cold. She's in her like PJs just walking around. She has her hands inside of her PJs. What does she do, Donna? After everything has been set, you've got this perfect walk. She, she trips on the sidewalk. No, oh. she trips on the sidewalk. Her arms are inside of her jammies. She has nothing to stop her. She scrapes her knee, her wrist, and like hits her face on the sidewalk. And then a very peaceful moment turns into a suddenly chaotic moment. <laughs> Just like it would in the movies. Just like it would in the movies. That's oh, it's right. adorable. Uh, hey, upon our triumphant return, I got to tell you, my boyfriend is expecting a baby. Okay. Is it I yours? Tell you about- <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got that on the way. And also, there is a list of 10 bands that are worse than Nickelback. I want to see if you agree or disagree. Coming up next on My Talk. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.